0: Revelation 1, verses 9-11 I, John, your brother, and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. To Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Verses 9 through 20 form a unit in the first chapter of the book of Revelation, but we're going to break it up into its constituent parts for the sake of time. Here we have John, the apostle, recounting to his readers how this letter came about and why he's writing it now. John begins by identifying himself as a brother, It is a reminder that Christians have been adopted into a new family, a heavenly family, in which God is our Father, and we are all brothers and sisters of one another. But John goes further. He is also their partner. In what venture are John and the Christians to whom he is writing partners? John says, the tribulation and kingdom and endurance in Jesus. Now that's an interesting expression. The words are joined together in a way that suggests that John considered the three things inseparable. They go together. Let's consider each. Tribulation. Tribulation is a time of great difficulty, a trial. Jesus often warned his followers that they would face tribulations. Forty-five times in the New Testament, this word is used to talk about tribulation, and in nearly every case, it involves Christians suffering directly or indirectly because they are Christians. In Matthew 24, Jesus warned his disciples that tribulations would be brought on them. And in the book of Acts, the execution of Stephen and the resulting hostilities against Christians are described fittingly as tribulations. And in 1 Thessalonians 3, Paul reminds the Christians in Thessalonica that he had warned them about coming tribulations. Tribulation is inevitable for Christians. If we want to be Christ followers, we must be prepared to suffer for the sake of following him. We will suffer loss in this life because of our faith in Christ. Kingdom Jesus came preaching the arrival of the kingdom of heaven and he taught how we might be incorporated into this kingdom through surrender to his kingship, turning to him as Lord and Master. The kingdom is in many ways inaugurated and not yet consummated. It is an in-between age that we live in. So we enjoy many of the blessings and promises of the kingdom, but we also wait to enter into it. In the kingdom, we have an inheritance set aside for us, the riches of heaven, which are ultimately God himself. But we are also, as Peter puts it, partially quoting from the book of Exodus, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a Holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Perhaps an analogy from the Old Testament would be helpful. Consider the story of David. In 1 Samuel 16, the prophet Samuel anointed David as king over Israel after the Lord had rejected Saul. But it wasn't until after Saul died that David was recognized as king. A period of maybe 15 to 20 years. During that time, David faced countless tribulations as the jealous King Saul repeatedly tried to have David killed. Though he was the rightful king, it would be some time before it was acknowledged. Those who were loyal to David faced adversity alongside him, and some even died without seeing the fulfillment of the good promises God had made to David. So too, we Christians know Jesus is the rightful king, and we enjoy his goodness and presence, and Face tribulation willingly alongside him. Patient endurance. When we combine the tribulations with the promises of Jesus' kingdom, we have patient endurance. There is no other appropriate response if we know the incomparably good things that are coming, that are ahead, for those who believe, but yet know that there are tribulations in the present. If those two things are true, we must endure with patience. If things were going to be wonderful and smooth sailing in this life, there would be no need for endurance. We only endure what is hard. If there are no good riches to expect in Jesus' kingdom, there would likewise be no need for endurance. We would simply take the good things that the world is offering instead. But for those who suffer for Jesus' sake, yet who know that Jesus is king, there is patience. Endurance. Well, John said all this began while he was on Patmos. Patmos is a small island about 40 to 50 miles off the coast of Turkey in the Aegean Sea. It's believed that John had been banished to the island, exiled, for the sake of his faith and the sake of his work as an apostle, or, as he put it, on account of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. The two ideas are very closely related. The first likely means that he was preaching the gospel. The second, that he was giving public testimony to who Jesus is. And this remains, I suppose to this day, the most likely and severe cause of Christian tribulation, public proclamation of Jesus. All this occurred while he was in the Spirit, which is a reminder that it is the Holy Spirit who was to lead Jesus' disciples into all truth, It was on the Lord's Day, which was almost certainly a reference to Sunday. But then John hears a loud voice like a trumpet. The exact speaker is not identified, but the sound of trumpets is consistently identified with the communication of God. So we read in Exodus 19 when God is about to give Moses the law, On the morning of the third day there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. So whether it was the voice of God or not, it was the voice that was coming with the authority of God. And it came with a command to write what you see in a book, And send it to the seven churches. To Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. This was not going to be a secret vision. It was not going to be a secret message. This was a message for God's people. And as we said in an earlier episode, these seven churches may have been on John's mind. But the idea that he was writing to such a symbolic number of churches, seven churches certainly indicated that it was designed for the whole church, a representation of the entirety of the church throughout all the ages. This is information that is designed for us to read and understand as well. Taken together, these three short verses remind us that in our times of tribulation, we serve a great king who is coming to reign, and a great God who speaks and encourages us in the midst of our trials. Let's not grow slack in listening. Until next time.